What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff. It is Wednesday, January 27th. I'm laughing to myself about this. GameStop, Nokia, AMC, Stock Craze, BlackBerry. I'll give it to you, Reddit. This is pretty freaking funny. Um, well, I mean, it's funny if you didn't short <laughs> GameStop. GameStop, as I'm uh, recording this thing, is trading at like $330 a share, which is pretty insane. Uh, maybe you got in on that. Good for you. But uh, hey, I'm here for a quick one today. Just want to briefly talk about the initial set of projections, some thoughts, looking forward to some potential player prop lines for the Super Bowl, and some early thoughts on wide receiver cornerback matchups here for the big game, as we are supposed to say. Before we get into that, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor for today, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com there are no salary caps. Of course, you don't have to play against the Sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, sports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So, let's talk about these initial projections for this contest. Uh, You know, the numbers, I'll I'll be bluntly honest, the numbers came in really high in the passing game, which I don't think is unexpected, just given the fact that we have Patrick Mahomes on one side of this contest. And then Tom Brady, I mean, maybe, you know, you go back to the beginning of the year, you might have been a little bit surprised, but the way that this offense has performed how explosive they've been in the passing game. I don't think it's any surprise that when you put the two together, I'm almost at 650 passing yards combined. It's at 649. I have Mahomes coming in at 339.5, Brady coming in at 310. Those are big numbers. And I actually don't think we're going to see the player prop lines that high, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know we just smash overs on player prop lines. I think Brady's could be as high as 299.5, maybe even 300. Mahomes is all but guaranteed to be over 300, but the question is how high? Is it 313.5? Is it 316.5? They're probably lines I'm going to lay off of, just in general. But you know, not a huge surprise. To, and, and I don't think, by the way, that there's any chance this turns into a Patriots-Rams game where there's minimal uh, offensive production on both sides of the ball. I, I just don't see that happening. So I have Mahomes at 2.4 passing scores, 2.1 for Brady. The line, the standard line you're going to see, I can almost guarantee it's going to be 2.5. So Mahomes is a no play. I could see, and that'll probably be... Mahomes will probably be relatively even juiced. Now that I think about it at open, it may ultimately end up being juiced to the over, but at open, uh, it'll probably be even money on either side. But regardless, uh, Brady's will be juiced in the under. 
almost certainly. We will get some alt lines, though. That's the cool thing about the Super Bowl for player prop purposes. If you've never played the Super Bowl, a lot of books will give you multiple lines. Like, So you'll get a... Uh, a one and a half, a two and a half, maybe a three and a half. The juice will be all appropriate, though. And then, po- like, if there was like a half touchdown, even though you would, th- you might think it's like, oh, slam dunk on the over. Yeah, but you're gonna have what is it gonna be like minus five hundred? I-, I don't even know what it'll be. It- you're not gonna make anything off of it, so it's not worth playing. Uh, rushing yards for Mahomes coming in at fourteen rushing yards. I I'm guessing the open will be sixteen and a half. I highly doubt it'll be lower. I don't think it'll be higher. And I think there is some value on the under. I might even be too high on 14 rushing yards, to be honest with you. But, you know, given what we saw last week, but I I still think that no matter what, the book's going to be a little bit higher. And keep that in mind. I I talked about this a little bit yesterday with the the opening lines. We are going to see movement. These lines, though, aren't going to come out very likely on most books until next week. Usually it's not until the week of the Super Bowl that we see those player prop lines come out. And if that's the case, they're going to have some of the, um, you know, the the implied I want to bet over from the betting public in, in them already. So there's going to be a lot of that casual mindset already embedded. So they may come in a little high as it is. People aren't going to do their research. People are going to look at it. They're going to slam overs on a lot of things. So, you know, that's where we have a lot of advantage. And again, next week we'll do a player prop spectacular. I'll go through everything and I will tell you specific books as well. Uh, We have the deal with Monkey Knife Fight, but I don't have any deals with any specific books. So as far as I'm concerned, they're all game, all fair game. So if you're in, and I can tell you flat out, some books have the same odds. So if you're in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, DraftKings, it's the same odds as Sugar House. It's the same odds as Unibet. Like they all have the same odds provider. FanDuel is different odds than those guys. They do their own. So I'll talk about that too uh, next week. On a player prop. Spectacular. All right, let's move over to running back. Running back is definitely challenging for both of these teams because you do have full-blown committees in both of these backfields. I'm nearly splitting the carries 50-50 with Fournette and Ronald Jones in the Tampa backfield. Fournette with 11 carries, 9 for Jones. I think Jones will be a little bit more efficient. But Fournette is the better bet to touch the ball more. I have met 14 touches. So, yes, three catches, just over three catches. Jones with uh, 10 touches. So you got yourself around about a 60-40-65-35 split when it comes to touches. But carries, yeah, they're both right there. And would it surprise me at all if Ronald Jones ended up with more rushing yards? No. I'm not going to project that just because I do think the volume goes more towards Fournette. The snaps go more towards Fournette. And there's a chance they play from behind. So that would actually favor Fournette as well in the passing game. We'll see what the props come in at. I highly doubt there's going to be value in the uh, rushing yard lines for any of these guys. I really don't. But I think there could be some receiving value. For example, like, you know, if Ronald Jones comes in, if it's a half reception, there could be some value. There could be some value in the under if they overinflate his receiving yards line. Like if Ronald Jones came in at like eight and a half receiving yards or something like that, which I don't think he will, but there could be value in the under. I think there could be value on Leonard Fournette receiving or receptions if it's two and a half. If it's three and a half, I'd probably lay off, but two and a half would be pretty interesting. 
On the other side of this one, I do think it's Edwards Hilaire, but I have CEH with nine carries, seven carries for Williams, and then Le'Veon Bell just under two carries. It's it's a committee, man. CEH more likely to to catch a ball or you know to lead the team in catches out of the backfield with three, but I have two for Daryl Williams. It's a full bone com- committee. This is very indicative of this Super Bowl as a whole. And I don't know, like I said, if there's going to be much value in those uh, in those prop lines. I, I just don't. I don't see it. There might be some value in some alt lines because, like, like I said, we will get alt lines. It really depends on where you're looking. Like Fanduel typically will have a lot of alt lines, even just in the regular season. They may have some alt lines. They certainly do for basketball right now, but a lot of books will have the alt lines uh, as well. So something to think about there. As we get closer again, we'll talk more about it. Now, moving over to wide receiver slash tight end, I'm just going to throw these together. I don't think there's any great mystery to how things are going to get done on the Kansas City side. You know, it is going to be Tyreek Hill. It is going to be Travis Kelsey. That's exactly what it was the first time these teams met this year back in week 12. Ty Freak had 15 targets in that game, eight targets for Kelsey. Now, it may not be that wide of a gap. In fact, I think Kelsey is the better bet to lead the team in targets. Projecting him at just under 11, I have Tyreek at 10.5, though, so it's close. Uh, If I was to set the lines for these guys, I would say 7.5 receptions for Kelsey, which is what I'm projecting, and and 6.5 for Hill, which is what I am projecting. I think that's the very likely opening lines for them. However, receiving yards is going to be interesting. My question is, do we see over 100 for either of these guys? Like, There is a legit shot that Kelsey's line is like 100 and a half, 101 and a half. I think that's completely viable at open. Hill maybe not, but I could see Hill even being like 98 and a half. Like we, these are enormous numbers. Like I'm saying it very casually on this podcast, and maybe if you don't pay attention to pop, uh, prop numbers, like it, this doesn't matter to you. These are freaking huge numbers, like massive for receivers, massive for tight end. Are you kidding me? Over 100 yards? It's unbelievable, and I think it's totally going to happen here. Now, keep in mind, Sammy Watkins will likely be back. So, you know, last week was actually Pringle out there, not McCole Hardman in that uh, sort of every-down role opposite a hill. So it would be Sammy very likely, but I still expect a rotation. And and for fantasy, it still wouldn't surprise me if McCole Hardman scored the most points out of that bunch. Uh, But, you know, there's not much there. There will be some value in these guys, though. Like, for example, last week, um, Demarcus Robinson's receiving yard line was higher than McCole Hardman's, and I just crushed an under on that. Actually, it was the last two weeks, I believe. Crushed unders on it uh, that worked. There could be value in an over on Hardman, depending on how low the line is. Possibly over or under, depending on where Sammy is. This is where the value starts to come in for prop bets. Like, I always say people zone out or zone in, you know, on – the the big names they're gonna they're gonna focus on Hill they're gonna focus on Kelsey but usually our best bet is the lesser names because just like people don't know them as well books don't know them as well uh, so we have an advantage there because we do know them. we're fantasy players so uh, moving over to Tampa uh, and I, I think this one's gonna be pretty interesting I, I think you're gonna see a fairly even target distribution uh, with Mike Evans and. Chris Godwin. I think both of them are over nine targets, maybe approaching 10 targets. 
Uh, Godwin is the better bet to lead the team in catches. So I have met 6.1. So that's my question. Does he open at five and a half catches or six and a half? Probably six and a half. I have five and a half catches for Evans. Now he's opened at four and a half. He's been four and a half catches in player props the last two weeks. Could be five and a half in this one, though. I really do think that could be viable, which would basically take that out of play. 75 receiving yards for Evans, 76 for Godwin. I think both of these guys could possibly even be in the 80s. So there may be some slight value on unders. And the reason why, like, I, I'm projecting Brady high, but I think he spreads the ball around. I think Gronk is in the mix. I think Cameron Braid is in the mix. I think Antonio Brown, who's expected to be back, is in the mix. Like, we could see three or four catches for Brown. I think there's still some Scotty. I think there's still some Tyler Johnson. I think they're going to just roll out all the punches here. So the ball gets spread around a little bit. That's not to say Evans couldn't blow up or Godden couldn't blow up. But yeah, initial line, I'd say maybe it maybe it's something like 82 and a half for Godwin. Maybe it's 80 and a half for Evans, something like that. I, I just feel like 80 makes more sense for these books than in the 70s because these lines tend to be a little bit higher uh, in the beginning. You know, we'll see. So anyway, um, there you go with all of that. Now I just wanted to briefly talk about these matchups. So on the Kansas City side of things, we're very likely to, again, see Sammy Watkins out there. Uh, the question I I have here, though, the big question, is do they plan to shadow with Carlton Davis? Because they did the last time back in Week 12. We saw that did not work out very well for Carlton Davis. Tampa was still able to you know, stay in that game. They only lost by three points, but Davis got absolutely roasted. So here's, here's the thought process. Tyreek's in the slot. 60% of the time. Do I think Davis shadows him for at least part of this game? I do, but here's the problem. He's only covered the slot 5% of the time this year. So I think this is a partial shadow outside only for Tyreek. So when he's on the outside, so roughly you know 40% of his routes, he's going to see Carlton Davis. Then when he's in the slot, he could very well be up against Sean Murphy bunting. Good luck. Sean Murphy bunting, allowing almost an 80% catch rate on the season. So that's going to be a tough one right there. Otherwise, I mean, Jamel Dean on Demarcus Robinson, that's tough uh, on the outside when Tyreek is out there. You know, whoever else is on the outside is going to get Jamel Dean. Whoever's in the slot, though, against Murphy bunting, though, is going to excel. Now, on the other side, we're going to see a lot of Evans on Bashad Breeland, more of Antonio Brown on Charvarius Ward or Chris Godwin on Charvarius Ward when they're in uh, you know 12 personnel. Bashad Breeland was pretty good this year. I mean, was he outstanding? No. But certainly, you know, he got back on the field. Remember, he was suspended to start the season. He gets back on the field and he was pretty solid. 56% catch rate. Ward was solid on the other side as well. 53% catch rate. But, you know, the, the way that I view this, though, it, it's like it's more of a neutral matchup than a matchup downgrade for these guys. And, of course, Godwin, when he's in the slot, I like that matchup uh, out of the slot. That's where you attack Kansas City. So I'm not going to say upgrade. I'm going to say neutral. The only player in this matchup uh, as a whole out of all six receivers that gets an upgrade would be Hill, and that's Partially because he's awesome, but it's also partially because, you know, we have the track record here. And I do think he sees his share of Sean Murphy bunting, even though Davis may shadow him for portions of this game. 
So there you go. Initial look right there. We got to talk Dynasty, though, as well. So on Friday, I'm off tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. On Friday, I'm going to talk some Dynasty rankings, some initial Dynasty thoughts, and a little bit about the Senior Bowl as well, since we have the Senior Bowl coming up this weekend. So some initial thoughts there. We're not going to deep dive necessarily because we have plenty of time to talk Dynasty, but the conversation does have to begin now since we are rolling into Dynasty season. So that'll be on the show on Friday. In the meantime, do me a favor, head on over to FTNBets.com, FTNDaily.com, FTNFantasy.com. Check out our network of sites right there. Keep reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, it's really easy to do. All you have to do is go open up the Apple Podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, then uh, simply scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you are done. It's that simple. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, and I will catch you on Friday. Dynasty, baby. Dynasty. I'll catch you on Friday. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.